as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hey, Nick, you know what I learned this weekend? What's that, Eric? <laughs> the who? <laughs> oh, I thought about that last week to have that be our intro. I was like, man, do I hope they win. Um, what's up, everybody? It's the Top Bear Podcast. We're uh, the uh, the biggest Buffalo Bills podcast <laughs> that also talks about hockey. Um, I'm your host, it is Eric Weinstein, and with me is a very happy, a very uh, AFC divisional round loving Nick Maxwell. Nick Maxwell, how you feeling? Yeah, one, one blown referee call and one failed old man river Hail Mary away from that being a complete disaster. I gotta tell you, that Philip Rivers Hail Mary was incredibly <laughs> sad, because it was like 15 <laughs> yards short of the end zone. Did, did did that hurt like your shoulder and elbow like it did mine when I had to watch that? I don't know what was worse, seeing Rivers make that throw with he throws it like almost underhand at this point, or seeing Big Ben try to run after that fumble yesterday. I mean, Father Time is undefeated, and boy, did he just punch Rivers and Roethlisberger in the face. Um, See, so yeah, after a, a wacky weekend of of wildcard football. Um, We're here. We are days away, hours away from, from puck drop on Wednesday night. It is currently Monday at six 39. It's, it's, it's here. It's basically here. It's ready to go. Um, 47 and a half hours from now, 47 and a half. Good math. Um, Today we're going to double up. We're going to double dip because we did not time it right for, how many divisions there are. Um, so we're going to be doing the Central and the West today. We're going to go rapid fire. We're only talking about this year. We don't really care about next year. All we want is this year. So I'm just going to get right into it. We're going to skip the housekeeping shit. You already know where you can find us. You already know what our Twitters are, all that good stuff. So Nick, first team we're going to talk about, we're going to start with the Central Division. The Central. Does that work for you? Of course, as always, I follow your lead on this. Oh, wow. Following my lead. That gets nobody anywhere. Um, we're going to start out with the reigning, defending, undisputed Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're at 3-2 to two to win this division, so there's no money in betting on them to win the division. Um, yeah, they won the Stanley Cup. They re-signed Sergeyev, annoyingly. They re-signed Sorelli. Very annoying. Um, business as usual for the Stanley Cup champions. It's just a matter of, I guess for them, just a matter of health. Just keeping everybody on the ice at the same time. Yeah. and Obviously, like you just said, health. Nikita Kucherov is going to be gone for all of the regular season. Julian Brisbois said they used that pretty much to sign Sergeyev and Sorelli with their LTIR cap. I just... <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just so fitting. <laughs> oh, well, here's my here's my argument with that. If you the people who are like, oh yeah, they put Kucherov on LTIR, yeah. You think? Do you think they want to not have their maybe best player not playing all year? So I don't know if that's why they did. Maybe he's just really hurt. I think he is really hurt. So 
Um, but it just so I was I was I wasn't gonna say that he was faking it. It just like it was just perfect where it was like they finally had the, to the point where they were gonna lose one of their really good young key players, and then it's like unfortunately, but also kind of fortunately, like one of their star players gets hurt. But they were pretty adamant, saying, "Well, don't worry, he'll be back when we get into this playoff run." And then when you look at this division. I mean, it's probably the weakest division out of all four, uh-huh. and so what a nice, what a nice blessing for the for the Tampa Bay Lightning that yeah, you lose your star player, but don't worry, all the hard teams that you had to play against last year, those are all gone now. Yeah, Boston no longer in their division, Toronto no longer in their division, Montreal, you know, they're all they're all gone. Um, so yeah, I don't really think we have to take too long on Tampa Bay, really. I mean. They made a couple cost-cutting moves. You know, they put Tyler Johnson on waivers. They they made the trade with Ottawa the other week. Um, you know, it's but it's really when they have the guys who are getting paid what they're getting paid, and they all produce. Um, they got Sorelli on what like a four million dollar cap hit. People are picking him to win the Selkie this year. Like it's ridiculous. Um, and I think those two young guys that they signed are the X factor that they re-signed whether with Sergachev. And Sorelli, because I mean, you know what you're gonna get from the superstars. It's a matter of what you get. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm calling them depth pieces, Anthony Sorelli and Mikhail Zergachev. It's a matter of what you get from those guys, you know, because they lost Shattenkirk, they lost Bogosian, they lost some of that depth they had. Um, so you got to see what you're gonna get from those guys. Yeah, and I, but like you said, I mean, it's kind of business as usual, like. To steal my favorite quote from Mike Tomlin, the standard is the standard for them. Um, I have them winning this division. I'm assuming you probably have them in the, the top one or two teams in this division as well. Winning the division, yes. Business. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant as business as usual. Pretty much dominating, um, playing Tampa Bay Lightning hockey, You know, having this all-world goaltender and also possibly scoring four, five, six goals a night. You know, flat cap, doesn't matter. Ten Bay Lightning. Um, all right, that's all I have for them. Again, three to two odds to win the division. Again, business as usual. Um, next up, moving into this division from the Metro, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes lost in the first round last year to the Boston Bruins in the bubble. Um, this team, I think, might benefit the most from moving to this division. With the studs that they have, I see the people are saying that Sebastian Ajo could be a Dark Horse MVP candidate. And I don't hate that idea because I think he's only gotten better as well as he's playing with Andrei Svechnikov who just continues to get better every day. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're just going to go as far as this young core gets them. The biggest question for me, as always, it's going to be the play in net. Still Mrazek. I think it's still Reimer. Um, you can do kind of a 1A, 1B with those two, but once it gets to the later months, I don't know how confident I am in those two guys, especially with how, how strong they are up front and on defense. Slavin, you know, Dougie Hamilton, who we can talk about in a little bit considering he has a contract coming up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if I trust those two guys in net to carry those kids to the promised land. Yeah, I mean, my X factor was going to be the same as yours in terms of their goaltending. 
Rod Brendamore even said it at his press conference at the end of the year, saying, you know, looking back, those are saves that we wish we would have had in that series versus Boston. Yep. And this team has kind of progressed the way that you would expect them to, or kind of the way that you draw it up. Um, but you mentioned, you know, Dougie Hamilton being a free agent at the end of the year. You know who else doesn't have a contract? It's Rod Brendamore. Ooh. And there is a ton of teams that would be looking to acquire their services like him. Now, the owner of the team, Dundon, uh, he likes to be involved and he likes to make sure that they're spending their dollars smartly. And some people have said that he doesn't necessarily value certain positions over others. Now, whether that means they're going to let Brennan Moore walk into free agency, I have no idea. I think that would just be a catastrophic mistake to all the progress that they've made. But for me, too, besides the goaltending point, I'll say they need more second line scoring when it comes to the playoffs. I think it's now the expectation of, of Carolina to make the playoffs. Now the expectation of how far are they going to go. Like you said, I don't really feel great about Mrazek being their one guy. Um, but to overcompensate for that, they need to score more. And it can't just be Aho, Sveshnikov, and just carrying this team. I agree. And I think, I don't even know if you can call him an X-Factor, but I think the, the guy they need to have a big year is Tevu Teravainen. I mean, because you said the two guys, it's it's Sveshnikov, it's Aho. If they get... 25 30 goals from Tebu Teravine and it's like that's like found money like that's a that's a lot of secondary scoring with them they got some good games from Marty Natchez last year um you know there's Vinny a Trocek is the guy where I was like I was really big on that move when that happened because I thought they were going to get a really good forward but he was pretty disappointing after the trade deadline he never seemed to quite find his niche within that team so I'm hoping maybe after a full year of knowing everybody and knowing your system that he's going to have hopefully a bigger impact. Otherwise, it's going to look like Carolina paid way too much for that. And I agree. Yeah, I, I honestly forgot that Trocek was there. That's how poorly he kind of played. Um, but yeah, I like Trocek. Trocek was really solid for Florida. I remember when we did our trade deadline, you know, because my favorite thing to do is shit all over the Florida Panthers. We'll get there. Um, but I mean, I don't know why they gave this guy up, and maybe they knew something that we didn't because he really. It was pretty disappointing, like you said. So if Trocek gives them anything, you know, that's another place you could say it's kind of like found money. So I like the Hurricanes making the playoffs. I have them comfortably sitting in third place for me in the division. Yeah, I have them finishing second. I think a lot of these teams that were kind of near the top last year might take a step back. And like I said, it's the expectation now that Carolina makes the playoffs. For me, it's all about what are they going to do going forward. I think if you have the best decor in the league, which in my opinion they do, it needs to start happening where they're getting past these first and second round matchups. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, the, the excuse can't be that they run into the Bruins again. You know, after a while, you know, you got to – otherwise then you're just like the Toronto Maple Leafs where it's like, oh, we just can't beat Boston. And then, then what? You're just kind of stuck in first round and out. So um, not to, you know, dump on the Leafs, but it's first round and out, nobody wants to be that. So – um, okay, moving on from the Hurricanes, we have the Western Conference champions now playing in the Central Division, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. I think they are. Why do, why do I think they, they're not? They are. Okay. The Dallas Stars. They're 9-2 odds to win. By the way, Carolina was 7-2 odds to win the division. Sorry. Um, Dallas Stars, they're at 9-2 to win the division. Uh, your Western Conference champions, um... They're one year older. 
There's a lot of miles on those bodies. Um, was the last? I mean, was last year like kind of like their final shot? I don't know. I feel I, like they kind of had to win. Well, you got to remember everything that happened with them last year, right? Like they had kind of some rough starts to these games. They lost, losing a lot of close matchups, and you know, and then all of a sudden Jim Montgomery has his situation, which I'm not going to go into detail about again. Right, but. Rick Bonus comes in and kind of changes the whole style of play, right? Now they go from kind of Tyler Sagan and Georgie uh, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> wrong Ben. Jamie Ben. Very much the wrong Ben. <laughs> J- Jamie Ben going kind of it's up and down style and to play more of a defense first game. And that type of style isn't really going to help you a lot in the regular season because it's just tough to put in that type of effort night in and night out. And it's hard to win that many close games in a row. But in the playoffs, it's really beneficial, and it's really the way that you need to play. Yeah, um, you don't have to preach that, that with... to me. I watch Trots Hockey for 82 games a year. You don't got to preach that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Preaching that to the people at home, Eric, <laughs> not just you. Preaching to me. Selfish. Only me. And all our, all our <clears throat> listeners, all our viewers. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, I, I just think that I, don't, I have a hard time seeing Hudobin playing that well again. For fifty for fifty six games, I don't know the health of Ben Bishop. I still love the team's decor, but I, you know the Pavelski thing. You need more goal scoring from him. Um, they have some solid role players, but overall, I think they're more of a playoff built team and not a regular season team. So if they can get in, I could see them doing damage again. But for it's a me, matter of them getting in, it's a matter of them getting in. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I have them finishing fourth in this division, so I think they're just qualifying for the playoffs. But I, I don't see them having the same roaring success in the regular season like they did last, and like they did in the bubble in Edmonton. I agree. I have them also comfortably fourth. I have them not sneaking in because this division really stinks. Um, but I, I think they, they'll, they'll get in. They'll be the four seed and. The X factor for me, it's if if Hudobin can't get it done. I mean, God bless him. The guy was a career backup for a reason. You know, he got hot. He had a, an outstanding playoff. Stood on his head the entire the entire bubble. Um, but like you said, can you rely on Anton Hudobin for what would he have to play thirty games, thirty five games? I don't know. He's never played that much in a row, especially in the condensed schedule. You know, there's going to be a lot of back to back, so we'll see. Um, hoping Ben Bishop can stay healthy because when healthy, we've seen what he can do. He's a Vesna finalist before. Um, he's been a Vesna finalist before, I should say. That's actually proper English. Um, so I'm with you. I think they get in, and if they get, in, I think Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan just won't let them miss the playoffs. Um, so I like the Dallas Stars getting in. Um, okay, Dallas Stars. Moving on, we have the Nashville Predators. They are at where was I? They are at six to one to win the division. <clears throat> I mean, they're not getting any younger. That is none of us are, man. <laughs> I mean, the, this team, I, this window, this Pecorine window, it's kind of on its. It's like cracked open right now, ready to close. I think I think the door is like open, and they're kind of just like 
you know, trying to give drop those one-liners, trying to get you to leave the party. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's, like, sick in Nashville. They're like, we know, yeah. like, if you get in, you're not going anywhere. Like, why don't you just, like, not be good so somebody else fun could get in, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, the Nashville Predators. Um, they they drafted the Russian kid. Um, so you know Pecorine's time is short in Nashville. Um I mean, they make the coaching change. The power play really can't get any worse. Um, yeah, I, I really, I don't love the Predators making the playoffs here. There's just not a lot that it's more of the same, and more of the same hasn't really, you know, gotten them anywhere. Yeah, it's amazing how quick they kind of fell off the mountain, right? Like they immediately, like that? immediately. Yeah, yeah, like 2016, 2017, they finished as the eighth last team in the playoffs. They sweep the President's Trophy winners, or the team that finished first in the West. They beat the Hawks. Yeah, shot out of and a cannon. Yeah, and they go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and lose in Game Six, like two to one, to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I thought that was going to be the start of something. I thought Peter Laviolette had everything cooking on all cylinders. And all of a sudden, next year they win the Presidents' Trophy, but then they get bounced in the second round, and it just they just haven't looked the same since that Ryan Johansson contract. It just it hasn't worked out. He just can't find his game. Um, Matt Duchesne last year looked like he cared more about playing guitar than he did, just, you know, and running a power play. What's so bad about that is like everybody said that was going to happen. Everybody was like, "Well, yeah. Duchesne kind of cares more about being a country music star than like playing hockey." And then it happened, like everybody expected. Um, by the way, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Johansson, five more years at an $8 million cap hit. So. And it, well, it just, like, other than Philip Forsberg, there needs to be an offensive leader on this team. And, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating, I think, for everybody around because they see the talent on this roster. Again, I just talked about Carolina having the best decor in the league. Nashville has a damn good one in their own right. Correct. You know, Yossi, Ellis. Ekholm, Dante Fabro is a young stud. Uh, even Borietsky on your on your five six pairing, you could do a lot worse you, than that. And especially so, he makes two million bucks. That's like yeah for your sixth defenseman. That's what you want to pay. Like that's not bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's just you know they finally moved on from Kyle Turris. They had to bite the bullet on that buyout contract. They sure. But now you're going between a 38 year old goaltender who's past his prime and a 25 year old goaltender who you're not quite sure yet what his ceiling is. And that's a really not, that's a really uncomfortable position to be in at arguably the most important position in the game. Because if you don't have goaltending, you don't have anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I think Soros is good. Um, he's a solid, no, he's a solid goalie. I think he's more of a backup than anything. And, with Renee at his advanced age of $38 million. He's a UFA at the end of the year. You know, you got to think this is his last chance down there. Um, yeah. I mean, they have pieces that I like. I mean, they, I like, obviously, love Philip Forsberg. You like Arvidsson a lot. I like Arvidsson a lot. Colton Sissons is six more years at $2.8 million, which is just hilarious to me that that's the contract that he signed. <laughs> that guy really does not expect himself to get any better in the next, like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? I just like. He signed that contract, being like, "Yep, I hit my peak, and I am content with this. I am good being the third or fourth line center forever. I do not want to get better." Okay, good on you. Uh, that's so. I cool. like the Luke Cunning addition. I will say that I Eric do too. Howla, um, 
I don't know. There's just, I guess, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a good year, but it's, I'm at the point now where I'm like, all right, man, you got to prove it to me when these games count. Yeah, I mean, they have, like, decent depth, like Howler, like you said. They brought in Nick Cousins, fine. Brad Richardson is there, fine. Um, Rocco Grimaldi is just, it's hilarious that there's a hockey player named Rocco Grimaldi to me. Um, <laughs> Kelly Yarncroak, you know, whatever. But, you know, they got Granlin back in a one year deal. I think. This is it. I think they, they with the big money that they have and the the stars that they have. I mean, Roman Yossi is a legitimate number one, like best defenseman in the league. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ryan Ellis, fantastic. Um, you know, Matias Ekholm's good. I like the team on paper. That being said, I do not have them making the playoffs. I I have the same thing. I have them finishing fifth in that division, which is just outside. And maybe they get a wild... I don't know. I can't remember what the playoffs if there's a wild card spot or not. And I don't think there is. It's, top, it's top four. The top, top four teams. Right in each, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, I have them missing it. Again, though, if it's for some reason, you know, these teams above them have a little bit of a fall-off and they maybe over-exceed expectations, I could see them getting in. But I'm at the point where with, with Nashville where I'm like, you guys got to prove it to me before I can start putting money on you. Yeah, exactly. And six to one, they must like the Preds in Vegas because I had those odds are too good for them to win the division. Um, okay, moving on. The Columbus Blue Jackets, the Fighting Tortorellas, are fifteen to two to win the division, which I feel like is incredibly disrespectful. Um, they lost in round one to who they lose to Tampa. Lost in round one to Tampa. Big news. That five, remember that five overtime game? My lord. Yeah, it was nasty. I was like, I got home from work. I, no, I didn't get home from work. I was working from home. I'm working from home, and I turned the game on, and it's like the third overtime. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat after this game's over. It was like 9 o'clock and, you know, until I ate. So, But the big news coming out of Columbus, um, they re-signed their stud young center, Pierre-Luc Dubois, to a two-year, $5 million per year deal um and then he promptly says get me the hell out of here pierre luc dubois wants out my two notes that i have underneath columbus is will he be a distraction or will torts just kill him we'll find out yeah from the things that i've read it didn't really seem like it had much to do with his relationship with torts it seemed like more of a artemi panarin thing where he said he just wants a bigger stage right and I mean, is, is Columbus the smallest market in all four major pro sports? I would I think so, right? Um, maybe Sacramento? No, Tam- I maybe. think the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays might be the smallest. Yeah, but Columbus is smaller than Tampa. I just, I don't know. Payroll is weird. Um, it's well, probably, like it's sure, probably Columbus. Like sure, like population density, like the market that you're in. It's like probably in terms of marketing Columbus. opportunities. Yeah, like, other than you're probably, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I guess, like, either way, other than you're probably your weird local, like, I don't know, your local Toyota dealerships, like, there's not really a lot of sports marketing opportunity in there for Columbus, right? Like, it's an, like, let's call it Space Bay. It's an Ohio State town, right? Exactly, yeah. The college rules everything in the pro circuit. So, I don't really blame him for that. Now, will he be a distraction? No, I don't think so. And I think it's because... If you want a GM to come get you and to make a move for you, you have to play well, right? 
And Columbus also just went through this, right? Like, like I just said, with Artemi Panarin, it was known that he wanted out and he wanted to be on a bigger stage. And what happened? Like, they surrounded him with a couple different pieces and they went for it. And they ended up, you know, upsetting the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, no, I don't think he will be. I mean, it's just kind of funny, though, that, like, it just kills me when these dudes, like, release these statements from these agents and they're just like, uh, yeah, like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. And then, like, Torch is just like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it internally. I like how they say, I'm going to work really hard every day. I don't want it to be a distraction. Guess what, pal? You said, I don't want to play here anymore. Get me out of here. That's a distraction when you're playing with your guys who are like, I love it here. I'm not leaving. And then, like, God forbid you have, like, a crappy game. And then they're in the film room and they're like, hey, I know you don't want to be here, but, like, can you play hard, please? Like, you know? So, yeah. who knows? I mean, I like Columbus. Here's a, here's a, here's a, let me post a hypothetical to you, though. Go ahead. Does, there's, a, there's an unhappy winger playing north of the border in Winnipeg who has taken one pick before Pierre-Luc Dubois. I knew you were. Do they do a one-for-one? I mean, I do it. <laughs> I, I think Winnipeg does it in a heartbeat. I don't think Columbus I think, does. I think because of Torts, Torts would run Line A over. <laughs> I think yeah. that would work. Line A is not the player for John Tortorella. <laughs> I don't No. But if I'm, if I'm Winnipeg, I'm like, come on. I'm hit. Yeah, I'm come hitting on. that send button, too. Like, play, come on. Bring it on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think this isn't a situation and it doesn't get resolved until next summer, I don't think, um, until the offseason. I like Columbus making the playoffs. I have them just because of the style they play. They still have a bunch of studs. You know, the top two defensemen, they have Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski. Seth Jones, by the way, I'm going to be betting on to win the Norris Trophy this year. Mark that down. Um you know Cam Atkinson. They lo- they did lose Josh Anderson, but they get they get Max Domi back. Um, Alexander Texier is I think a super like super talented young forward. Um, there's some really nice. I'm definitely missing somebody, but there's some really nice pieces in Columbus. And with the goaltenders that they have in Corpusalo and Merzlikens, I think that's another nice one A one B type tandem. And I like the Columbus Blue Jackets coming in second place. In the division, yeah. For me, last year the guys that I really loved were Eric Robinson and Liam Foudy. Like those two, or if you add them on this roster, that that's a whole new element of speed in their bottom six. Yeah, the Leafs those didn't know what the hell. Flat out fly. The Leafs had no answer for those two guys in the qualifying round. Yeah. No answer. And especially Robinson, the dude is like six four and can just fly and just. It's like a tank coming at you down yeah. on a four check. Um, but I just think, yeah, like I like these subtle pieces that they're adding in their death. I do like Gavrikov too on that back end. I think he's one of the more underrated defensemen. Um, and they just don't give up goals, whether it be the regular season or the playoff. Tortaki, I had them finishing third in division, one spot lower than you. But I'm with you. I think this team's going to be – nobody's going to want to put this team come playoff time. Um but I, it's just going to be one of those things where last year they just didn't get the bounces against Tampa, and they got worn down as that series went on. I think maybe this year is the year that they do get the bounces again, and they can kind of push themselves through past that first round. Well, what kind of sucks for them is they just put Gus Nyquist on injured reserve. Um, that scoring that they're going to miss. 
Um, somebody I didn't bring up who just re-upped there for five years, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, I think that I think he is so good, and I think he's only going to get better. And they got him locked up now for five years at a good number at five point four per year. Um, I like this team a lot. I'm always team torts through and through. Um, I, I have the Blue Jackets second. You have them third. The Columbus Blue Jackets at what were they sixteen to two? That is fifteen to two. Sorry, very disrespectful. Okay, and the reason why it's disrespectful <laughs> is because they have the Florida Panthers at eight to one to win the division. Uh, really, eight to one. <laughs> and they okay. lost. And they lost Dadnov and Hoffman. Uh, I mean, do you just want to go into Florida right now? I have I have them next. I I have them, I'll start off with this. I have them finishing second to last in that division, only by, only in front of Detroit. I mean, you lose. First of all, your decor wasn't good last year, and you don't do anything to improve it. And then on top of that, you lose like your top two your two of your top three scoring wingers. And I I, I fail to see where a lot of this where a lot of these wins are going to come from for Florida. I mean, am I nuts? <laughs> no, I I didn't think they were good last year, and then they let all this, <laughs> they let all these guys go. I mean, they bring in Anthony Duclair, great, and Patrick Hornquist, who's thirty four. <laughs> Patrick Hornquist, who God bless him, his best days are firmly behind him. Um, they brought in Vinny Hinestroza. Um, I don't know what you're like. I don't know what you're expecting. Like, they have Huberto and Barkov on maybe two of the best contracts in the NHL. They're both at a 5.9 cap hit for another couple years. Yeah, but then they have Bobrovsky at $10 million for the next, like, six years. So. Oh, honey, you don't have to remind me of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's the key. I mean, at this point, 32 years old, coming off of a laugher of a season that he had, can he have any type of, like, comeback? And it just, I just, I don't, especially after watching the World Juniors and seeing Spencer Knight in goal for the United States, what are you doing? $10 million for six more years. I know you need a goalie, but come on. Come on. They're oh, in trouble. To them, I think uh, I could be wrong on this. Did they give Bobrovsky that contract before they drafted Spencer Knight? No. No. Same. Yeah, right. Because that would have been in June. Same well, either summer. way, you, you don't know. You never know what goaltenders if they're going to work out or not. There's plenty of dudes who I thought were going to be studs in that and ended up not being great. But yeah, I mean, Ugh. the only good thing is that Knight is probably still another two years away from signing his entry level deal, so you'll have a ten million dollar backup. And like a really entry level starter in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's, which, yeah, that's if you great. average it out, I guess it's fine. Yeah, five million on two goaltenders. Great. <laughs> oh, wow, well, wow, that's a great average. Um, yeah, I mean, and nothing about this decor really. After Ekblad and Yandel, I mean, thirty-four-year-old Anton Strawman, yeah, Weger, Marcus Nudavara, Radko Gudis, who they signed to a three-year deal for some reason. Um, it's they claim Noah Juleson today. It's, I have them third to last in the division. 
Um, and my next two teams are who I'm going to talk about as behind them. But I just, I, I don't know. I don't get how you sign this goalie for all this money and then you don't bring back two, like, 25 goal scorers. That's like the winnest yeah. of win now moves, and then you let these guys go. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, there's no way Mike Hoffman just signed for four million in St. Louis. Like, you couldn't give the guy five and a half. Don't remind me. <laughs> um. Okay. So moving on from that dumpster fire, we have the we're going to another dumpster fire in the Chicago Blackhawks. Um. First off. Uh, Jonathan Taves is not with the team right now, um, dealing with an illness where he's feeling lethargic and out of breath. Um, that could be a world of different things. So I think, Nick, I speak for you when I say um, we're thinking about Jonathan Taves. We love him. He's your favorite player. He's one of my favorite players. Um, nothing but the best of wishes and best of health going towards uh, the captain. Uh, they put him on IR today. Um also on IR, it's a it's a lengthy list here. They got Taves, Brent Seabrook, who's got four years left on that deal. Uh, Andrew Shaw, Kirby Doc, who an absolute heartbreaker in the World Juniors, who broke his wrist or arm, he had to have surgery on it. He's going to be out for at least four or five months. And Alex Nylander is also on long-term IR. Um, I've never seen a team... With such star power in Duncan, an aging star power, mind you, in Duncan Keith, they still have Patrick Kane. Um, go into a season with goalies who might not be good, and you know nothing yeah, about. I, yeah, I, like you just said it. I mean, their goaltending situations. I don't know what Detroit's is, but I can't imagine it's as bad as this. They have Thomas Grice. Uh, well. It, okay, then it's equally better than this because <laughs> I just I, I still don't understand how Malcolm Subban keeps getting jobs in the NHL First because he's just he's just not an NHL goaltender. First round pick. That's how. Uh, that's well, exactly how. Okay. So was, was Ryan Leaf. They eventually kicked his ass out of the league. Andrea Bargnani played for like five NBA teams because he was a first round pick. He was first <laughs> overall pick. So he played for like four. They're like, well, first overall pick. I mean, people are idiots. Like GMs don't are stupid. But, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I mean, for 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 the Hawks, they still have good scoring on their wing. Obviously, they add Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinket, Kubalik. Um, you know, Lucas Walmark is going to provide them a little bit of that stuff that Brandon Saad gave them last year. Their back end is better. You know, like you said, you have Keith Dehan. Um, I like Zadorov much better on their five-six pairing than what they were putting out last year. It's just their lack of center depth without having their top two guys, and then obviously not having really anything in the goaltending situation. I, I picked them over Florida just because I think they're going to have a really good power play, which I, I said Florida pretty much lost all their power play weapons, so they're not this year. And I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, Florida finishes with 40 points and Chicago finishes with 41. It's not going to be like a, an inspired race. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just going to be like, oh man, we got to watch Florida again. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's just where I'm coming from, from this. Um, I mean, the door is definitely slammed shut on their cup run. 
I think for them, it's still just going to be about somehow figuring out how to replenish the well. And I still can't believe the fact that Stan Bowman, not only was he not fired, he was actually given a promotion this offseason. Um, uh, you know, they had a run in Chi-Town. They really did. They had, it, listen, three cups in five years. I mean... I think, you can't ask for more than that in pro sports. Yeah, I think the city of Chicago will take sucking for a little bit more. Um, I mean, I would. If I you give me three championships in five years and my team has to suck for like a few years after that, okay, like sign me up. I'm great with that. Um, I like the addition of Carl Soderberg on a one-year deal. He was pretty good for Arizona last year. I think that's where he was, right? Or Colorado? Yeah, yeah that sounds right. He was pretty good. good Three-fourth centerman. Yeah, especially Although now he'll probably be pushed into like the two spot. Yeah, he might be. Spot. He might be lining up the patch next to Patrick Kane. So God only knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have them firmly uh, second from the basement in this division. Um, yeah, Chicago Blackhawks. It's not great. Um, okay, the last team in this division, um, Chicago was ten to one to win the division, is the perennial basement dweller. The Detroit Red Wings, they are 25-1 to 1 to win this division. Um, no bubble for them, obviously. Um, they bring in Thomas Grice. No first overall pick, though. That's the part that really sucks. I don't feel bad for them, and here's why. How many amazing players and how many amazing years did they have? I don't feel well, that part, that part I agree with, but the fact that if they were that bad and still didn't secure the first overall pick tells me there's something wrong with the lottery. Don't get me started on the lottery. We don't have enough time to talk about a lottery. Um, so, <laughs> the Detroit Red Wings, um, I feel like they said they were going to announce a captain. I feel like if it's anybody other than Dylan Larkin, both of us will be shocked. Um, good news for them, and this hurts me to say it, they only have two years left on the Franz Nielsen contract. Um, they have one year left on Darren Helm's contract. Um Terry Philpola has one year left. I mean, the it's the rebuild is obviously in full effect. Um, these guys that they signed, you know, that the deals really didn't work out. Um, it's coming off the book soon. Just sit tight, Detroit fans. Um, they have some young studs like Dylan. Well, Dylan Mark is not really that young anymore. He's almost twenty-five, but he's still whatever. Um, they have Anthony Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi, Fabry. You know, there's some there's some pieces here. They brought in, I mean, he's not young, but they brought in Mark Stahl to kind of mentor these guys. Um, they bring in Thomas Grice to kind of shore up between the pipes. So they're going to be better, hopefully. But I they're they're also going to stink. Yeah, I, for me, I put down like in my notes next to Detroit. I put Philip Zadina might be pretty good. Question mark? Is he good? Um, I know I mean, he's not he's got bad. One, he had one of the best shots in his draft year. I know I, he's not I bad. Like I just don't know how good he is. The problem is he's one of those typical... Uh, he, he, he just doesn't have all the tools yet. He's only got one of those... like He's got one of those tools in his tool shed, and that's his shot. And he still needs to round out a lot of his game. Um, you know... For the future of this team, I really don't know what Steve Yajman's first move is going to be. I mean, does he eat the Tyler Johnson contract to get a first-round pick out of Tampa? I would. I mean, 
does he try to yeah like does he try to contract swallow something for one year or two years um you know what he should do he should take leo komarov in two seconds <laughs> I, if they offer him a first i'm sure he'll do it well they were about there was news that they were about to trade thomas hickey there who it's two and a half million but who did they pick they picked up somebody some defenseman and they were like yeah no we're good yeah doesn't matter I, go ahead for me i wonder like what's what's the coaching future of that team gonna look like like is he gonna remember like jeff blashell is not stevie eiserman's guy in any way shape or form is he going to be the first coaching first coach fired probably halfway through this season? I mean, like you said, this team will be better, but it's a bunch of like who's who's, right? Like Bobby Ryan signed a one year, one million dollar deal. Sam Gagne an eight hundred fifty k deal. Um, Robbie Fabry got an extension after he had a nice little burst after that, but really got to keep adding to this core. I mean, like you said, Larkin, Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi are all real good younger players, but. Eventually, they gotta start winning. Otherwise, some dudes are gonna be start demanding some trades. Here's my question: How is Sam Gagne only 31? <laughs> I know. Right? I am shocked to read that. Do you remember that night when he was in Edmonton? I think he had like eight points or something. Yeah, he's only 31. That is mind-boggling to me. That he's only <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think this year is too weird where I don't even think he would get fired, Jeff Blashill. Um, I think they would make that coaching change in the offseason just because everything is so screwed up and everything is so with the quarantining and this and then that. I mean, it, I think they'll just stick it out. They know they're not winning anything. Um, I think they'll just stick with Blashill for the year and then kind of start fresh, you know, in the summer. Um, uh, hoping the best for Thomas Grice. I mean – Guy was a stud between the pipes for five years down here. So, big fan. Same with Franz Nielsen. Um, always wishing the best for him. Um, all right. So, that is the end of the Central Division. And now we can move on to the West Division, where it's incredibly top-heavy. Yeah. Um, we have the Colorado Avalanche at 9-5 to five odds to win this division. What does that mean, nine to five? I don't know. I don't know how that works. But nine to five. It means there's it means there's no money in it, so don't bet it. Um, yeah. They lost in the second round to the Dallas Stars. They added Devon Taves. Um, listen, you know what's going to happen up front. It's McKinnon. Landis Gog said he wants to be there for the rest of his career. Must be nice to have a captain who wants that. Um, they're, they just, they locked up Miko Rantanen last year. This core is here. <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, this core is here for, this core is here to stay, you know, Nate McKinnon is, in my opinion, the best player in, in the world right now. I have one question for you, and I think it's the same question you have for me. Can Philip Grubauer take this team to where they want to go? Well, I hope so, because I drafted him in fantasy this year. <laughs> um, you know, when he's been healthy, he's been a solid goaltender. And for this type of team, you don't need a Carter Hart, Carey Price, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury type. You just need to make the saves that are asked of you. Um, this team is going to have 
obviously the best top six in the league, probably. And then not to mention one of the deepest decors in the league with, you know, Cal McCarr, Sam Gerrard, Ian Cole, Eric Johnson, Devon Taves, Bowen Byram, probably, if they want to sign him and yes. call him up. So unfair. Too. He is so smooth. So unfair. <laughs> um, but in terms of if he can stay healthy, then yes, I certainly think he can. I think he has that ability, especially being with them on that deep run two years ago. Um, and obviously last year in the bubble that they were hurt, they, if health is just that thing that is the X factor to me. It's not any player, any system. Um, I like Jared Bednar a lot and I like the mix of this team and the way that the team's built. I had this team winning the division. No surprise to you or me. Nope. Um, but yeah, or I, Vegas I for think that matter. a lot. I think there's a lot of interesting moves here. I think the other thing I want to see too is how is Saad going to be in this mix with this with this top group here? Uh, what role is he going to play? Because I think that type of versatility and depth scoring is going to give a lot of teams big problems. Yeah, I mean Brandon Saad. I think he's kind of sliding into the third line here. I mean that's it's pretty damn good for a guy who scores like twenty twenty five goals every year. Um, and I like I like the depth guys they have: Don Skoy, Comfer, Calvert. You know, Nichushkin is, you know, solid. Tyson Jost is pretty good. You know, I this team, if they don't win the Stanley Cup or make it to the Stanley Cup final, it's a, I think it's just a complete disappointment at this point. Um, and especially if they add a guy like Bowen Byram, like kind of how they added Kale McCarr at the end of the season. The sky's the limit here. Um, I'm with you. I think they're going to – I don't know if comfortably is the word, but I think they're going to win this division. And, you know, a championship all all rests on Philip Grubauer's shoulders. Um, so we'll see. Um, anything else you want to add on the abs? No, uh, I think it's just going to be one of those things where I wonder if deadline time comes, if Sackick tries to make the move to find a depth goaltender after what happened last year. I really don't think he's going to want to have to play Michael Hutchinson in a playoff game if it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, God bless him. Michael Hutchinson is not anybody's answer, and he sure wasn't the answer in the bubble. So, um, moving right along here, the Vegas Golden Knights, who lost in round three to the Western Conference champion Dallas Stars. They are 2-1 to one odds to win the division, so Vegas might be biased, but Vegas still likes them. Um, they maybe had the biggest free agent signing of the summer. In signing Alex Petrangelo, um, they moved on from Nate Schmidt. They moved him to Vancouver to sign Alex Petrangelo. Um, it's a two-horse race for this division, I think. Um, there's some good teams that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I think it's between Colorado and Vegas to win this division. Uh, God bless you. And the only question is, is this flurry drama going to carry over? If Robin Leonard is their day one goalie, I mean, it's that's that's all anybody's going to think about is what what does Mark Andre think? What is Flurry doing that he's not the starting goaltender? And you know, or if he even if he has a game where he lets in a shaky goal, you know, and then people are going to be like, well, why is this guy even playing? What's the point of this? Yeah, it's kind of like in this in and usually it's not this kind of instance, but you know that old football saying where. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. 
You have, oh, it's exactly like that saying. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Because anytime somebody lets in a shaky goal, they're going to be looking over their shoulder like this. Like, looking, am I going to get pulled? Am I, am I in trouble here? So I think, you know, maybe the Pierre-Luc Dubois thing we were talking about won't be a distraction. I think this is going to be a distraction for the Golden Knights. Yeah, I think the one, the only thing that I was wondering about with the schedule is the fact that these teams are going to play so many back-to-backs. It's going to help uh, Pete DeBoer kind of. It's going to help him with like the rotation aspect earlier, just so everybody gets their playing time. Like if they were going to go, you know, only three eight, three games in ten days or something, then all of a sudden guys get out of rhythm. You know, you're a goaltender. You need to see live shots all the time. That's how you stay on your. That's how a lot of times you see these goalies get in a heater. It's because they're playing consecutive games in a row. Yep. Um, so with the back-to-backs, I think that actually helps their cases. But, you know, up front, I really think, for me, it's going to come back to their center position, right? William Carlson is didn't have the year offensively that I was expecting him to have earlier. Um, I think they need to figure out a way to get him back on track, you know, they caught some lightning in a bottle a little bit with Chandler Stevenson last year and Cody and obviously with Cody Glass being a young player. So for me, it's what separates them in Colorado is I know exactly how the Colorado slides one through four when healthy. I'm not really sure about that with Vegas and that scares me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be tough as hell to play against still with stone and Carlson and Marcia. So and tuck and, and Ryan Reeves. I didn't even bring up like, they're tough, and their decor is, I think, one of the best in the league. I mean, now, I mean, your top pairing is Petrangelo and Theodore and Shea Theodore. In on paper, I mean, Shea Theodore was one of the breakout stars of the league last year. I think um, they still have Alg Martinez for another year, Braden McNabb, and then you have Nick Holden and Carl Dahlstrom as a five-six pairing is pretty damn good to have them be your 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 five-six. So. Um, I, I just I really, really I really like the Golden Knights. I just I like Colorado a little bit more. Um, I think the X factor for them is is Wild Bill. Um, you know they signed him to that seven year extension after his his first year there after the forty goal season. You don't score forty goals by accident, but it's been like a steady decline since he scored them. So if they can even get twenty five to thirty goals out of them then they could potentially run away with this division. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. And, I mean, I could see... I could see how this wing depth on on this team carries a load for them scoring-wise. I think... Top to bottom, first line through fourth line, no team has better better set on the wings than than Vegas. Yeah, I think that's. I think that is very easy to say, and I think that I 100% agree with you. Um, anything else on the Vegas Golden Knights? No, nope, I'm all good there. Okay, well, this might be disrespectful for what I'm about to say, but I feel like there's a sizable dip after these two teams. It's going to be one or the other, barring any catastrophic injuries. Knock on wood. Knock on every piece of wood in my basement. Um, but sizable drop-off, I think, even going to the St. Louis Blues at 9-2 to two odds to win the division. Um, they lose Alex Petrangelo to... Oh, they lost in round one in the bubble. Sorry, to Vancouver. Um, they lose Alex Petrangelo, but they 
But they add Tory Krug from Boston on that big seven-year deal. Um, he's going to kind of slide into that, I guess, that Alex Petrangelo role. And the big question there is can he replicate what Petrangelo did? I, I don't think you can completely replace what Petrangelo did, especially when the fact that that guy was the captain of the team, right? Um, had a lot of deep roots in the in the. St. Louis was probably the most respected guy in that locker room, not for, not just for what he's done with the Blues, but obviously what he's done for, uh, like Canada at the international level. Yep. I mean, he's seen it all, right? World Junior Games, Olympic Games, everything. In terms of the way this Blues team is is slotted right now, um, I'd say it's a drop off, but it, it just all depends, right? Like Vladimir Tarasenko still hasn't heard, still haven't heard anything about him on the injury front, whether or not when he's going to be back or not. And for me, I can't take this Blues team seriously in the division or the playoffs until he's back again. Well, and, he's he's firmly on LTIR right now. And, yeah, and and that's what scares me. Now the Mike Hoffman signing will help that a little bit. I was going to say it'll help yeah. their power play. However, he's just he doesn't score enough five on five to me where I can say he's a full on replacement for what Tarasenko gives you. So. I mean, you know how they're going to play, right? You know you have Jordan Bennington in your back end, um, but your backup is an unknown this year, and that can be really costly. Jake Allen, for as much as Blues fans think of him as a bust because he was a first-round pick, is a really good number two option on, on any given night. And, you know, no offense to Billy Huso, but never seen the dude play in an NHL game before, so I can't really say that he's going to be – you know, that steady option on a back-to-back night. Yeah, you can't just slot him in there and be like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Like, no problem. Ville Husso, God bless him. I didn't hear of him until I just looked up their roster. So, um, but I, I mean, I like, I love their forwards. I mean, they name O'Reilly the captain. No-brainer. Um, Jaden Schwartz, Tyler Bozak, you know, Hoffman, David Perron had an excellent season last year. You know, Sunquist and Barbashev. Um, Sammy Blay, Zach Sanford. This is a deep, deep team here. Kyle Clifford is here. Robert Thomas. Like, there's some good young forwards here. But there's a lot of guys who are on the last year of their contract. So it's kind of like, do they make some deals in midseason because they have some expirings? You know, how is it going to work there? Um, I can't believe they paid Justin Falk and didn't pay Alex Petrangelo. But whatever, um, I like them making the playoffs. I have them as the third team in. Yeah, I, I do too. I think they're comfortably seated in that position. Um, I mean, a first-round matchup with them in Vegas would be pretty awesome to watch. I'm not going to lie. I oh, really yeah. you want that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this is really – you could say it's a three-horse race, but I think it's really a two-horse race with another horse kind of like trailing behind. Yeah, I mean they're they're comfortably at, like at least one tier down from those teams. So um, okay, St. Louis Blues. Moving on is next team I have on my list is the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes are at nine to one to win this division, which are way too good of odds. Um, they lose Taylor Hall. They trade Derek Stepan. Um, do you smell that? It smells like a rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, they just I, – I, they have some players I like. Obviously, Clayton Keller. How could you not like Clayton Keller? And he's locked up for another eight seasons. Um, Phil the Thrill Kessel, Nick Schmaltz, Dvorak. Um, they brought in Tyler Pitlick on a two-year deal, which is just like perfect Seattle Kraken fodder. Um, they signed Derek Broussard to a one-year deal. Barrett Hayton is going to be with the club. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And their best player and captain has demanded for a trade. Oh, yeah, so. that too. Ekman Larson. <laughs> forgot that. Him and his $8.2 million cap hit are like, I want to get the hell out of here, even though I'm your captain. So there's that too. Um, yeah. I mean, Darcy Kemper was fantastic last year, but I don't know if he can handle – for them to make the playoffs, he's going to have to be like all-worldly, like lock in the Vesna trophy for Darcy Kemper that they make the playoffs. Because it's going to be it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, I'm wholeheartedly with that. I think there's just there's too many pieces lost. There's, this organization has a lot of internal issues going on. Um, to put it nicely, I mean, the only good thing about this organization right now is that Rick Taki has done an unbelievable job as head coach, and for my money, should have gotten more consideration for uh, or for my money, we'll get a lot of consideration for coach of the year this year if this team overachieves, but yeah, I, I just don't see a world where they make the playoffs. I had them finishing sixth in this division. Um, but you know, for them, it's just, there's so many guys that are going to be UFAs at the end of the year. And I think I could, I think a big reset and rebuild is coming at to Arizona this year. Yeah, I'm going to give you the names of the guys who are all either RFA or UFA. So Derek Broussard's there in a one-year deal. Connor Garland's an RFA. John Hayden's a UFA. Dryden Hunt is a UFA. Frederick Gauthier is an RFA. Drake Kajula is a UFA. Alex Galagoski, UFA. Nicholas Jomerson, who eats pucks, is a UFA. Jason Demers, UFA. Jordan Osterley, UFA. Ilya Labushkin. Labushkin, did I say that right? Lee Bushman, yep. UFA. Uh, Anti Ranta, UFA. So there is going to be a lot of change. And you saw. And especially, especially on that back end of all the dudes you just listed, there's not a lot of youth there. They need to get younger and faster and more physical on that back end. But what's good about that is that they don't have a first round pick this year. So that's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, getting, at least maybe getting rid of these guys come deadline time, like. Who wouldn't love to add Nicholas Chalmerson or Alex Galagoski at the deadline as a depth defenseman, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you might not get a first-round pick for those guys, but you're still going to yeah. get something. So yeah. I'm with you. This, and my, is team, this is a team that didn't have a first or second-round pick this year and then drafted a racist kid for the third-round pick where they let them, like released. So clearly getting a pick is better to step up than where they were at this point. Yeah, how do you not do research on that? piece of garbage that they drafted the Arizona Coyotes okay I've talked enough about them um I have them firmly missing the playoffs I'm with you um next to 10 to 1 um Nick's favorite topic the Minnesota Wild oh it's such it's such a shame I love Zach Parise He's got five years left on his contract. That's seven and a half. 
I mean, I mean, Matt Zuccarello has four at six. He's thirty-three. Like that's bad. That's so bad. I mean, what's good? What's really good is that they also have Ryan Suter at five more years at seven and a half, as well as Jared Spurgeon at seven more years at seven and a half. And the average age of their goaltenders, Eric, is thirty-three. You want to know what the problem is, though, with having all these guys that are old? This team sucks. This team is so goddamn boring. Nothing is like... They traded for Nick Benino, and it's like, cool? Like, great. Like, are you excited to watch Kevin Fiala or Jordan Greenway? Joel Erickson. I, I, I will say this: the one guy that I am excited to watch, who I think could get Rookie of the Year, I know who you're going to say, um, Kirill Kaprizov. Yep, Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Yeah, Kaprizov. One of the ways we but, said it is right. I just don't know which one. Yeah, it is. he's Russian. What can I say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, a ton of high ceiling potential offensively. Um, can get a lot of opportunity, especially if this team starts to go south. Yeah. Uh. And I think in this division, part of me feels like they're going to make it, but maybe this is just me out of spite. I'm picking them finish fifth, just outside the playoff spot. I don't have that um, either. I just, I just think that I like Jared Spurgeon and Matt Dumba and Yonas Brodin on their back end. I think that's a really good one-two-three combination. And obviously, you're still mixing in Suter, but it's just like, who is the go-to guy in this forward group, right? Like, 36-year-old making $7.5 million who has back and hip issues. You know, I have problems with this, leaning on that. Victor Rask has proven that at $4 million, he's way overpaid. Nick Bonino is way overpaid at four point one. million. I just – I like Jordan Greenway too, but it's just where's like the centerman of the future for the Minnesota Wild? That's where I just, I just don't see it. You know where the centerman of the future is? Because he's not in Minnesota because they don't have one. Um, it's, it's bad, man. I don't have them in the playoffs either. And I, I like, it's Marco, I mean, Marco Rossi is their future number one centerman, but yeah, like, but he's 18. I mean, give the kid a minute, like let, let the ink on his entry level dry first before you don't label him the future. Um, yeah, I mean, congrats to Jared Spurgeon. Uh, he's the new captain there. Um, shout out to him. They lose Miko Koivu. Almost said Saka. It was very close. Um, yeah, um, the Minnesota Wild. I, I just don't want to talk about them. They're so goddamn boring. So we're going to be done I talking mean, about them. Is it a real hockey season if you don't have Minnesota making it and then getting bounced early in the playoffs? Yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> um, the San Jose Sharks. Speaking of blah, um, boy, were they bad last year. Um, speaking of Minnesota, they added their goalie. They brought in Devin Dubnik because Martin Jones couldn't stop a bowling ball, um, or a beach ball, whatever the expression is. Um, there's a lot of money tied into a lot of guys on this team and they were bad last year. Eric Carlson has seven more years and $11.5 million per uh, Brent Burns has five more years at $8 million per. 
Mark Edward Flasic as six more years at seven million per. Um, let's see. Logan Couture has seven years at eight million. Evander Kane has five years at seven million. The list goes on. Um, this team better make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I have them just scraping in at the four spot. Um, and I think because of that, I think Bob Boomer is going to get some head coach in the year, candidacy, yep. or, uh, fanfare. You know, I, I think them getting rid of Joe Thornton was good on a lot of levels. One, they needed to get faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I just can't with him anymore. I love you, Joe. You're one. You're a Hall of Fame player, absolutely. But, like, dude, <laughs> can you please just retire? It only hurts your legacy. Loves but, the game. Loves the game. Yeah. I just think that them adding Devin Dumnik is going to be a huge plus. And I'm not saying he's a Vezina candidate anymore. I just think he's going to make the saves that you're asking a goalie to make, unlike what Marty Jones was giving you. Um, they still have Carlson, Brett Burns, and Mark Edward Vlasic, who I still think all have something left in the tank for this, at least just this year. Again, I'm not saying this team's going to go deep in the playoffs. I'm just saying they're going to make the playoffs in this division. Um, you know, Logan Couture, obviously, I'm a huge fan of his. Evander Kane and Thomas Hurdle. Um, I think the sneaky addition for this team is going to be Ryan Donato, giving them a little bit of center depth. And I think Boogner's just going to let him kind of go forward and kind of think more offensively. And I just think at the end of the day, you know, I think this team, this division is weak enough. They're going to pick on a little bit of weaker teams, and they're going to kind of be able to stack some points. And that's how they ended up getting him. And something cool. Because Death Taxes and Patrick Marlowe playing for the San Jose Sharks. Um, he's going to probably break the record for most regular season games played this year. That should get him in the Hall of Fame, shouldn't it? Just being this is like, probably a discussion for another podcast. Probably. But yeah. will he get in? Probably. Do I think he should personally? No, I don't. He's kind of a stat compiler. But anyway. Um, Okay, the San Jose Sharks. I have them also making the playoffs. I have them kind of sneaking in. I'm expecting a nice season from Timo Meyer. Um, I think he's awesome. Um, And they got him at a a reasonable number for him. I mean, actually, it's $6 million. Never mind. Um, So, yeah, he better have a nice season. (laughs) Otherwise, they're really in trouble. Um, But, no, I like Timo Meyer a lot. I like him in LeBanc as well. Uh, LeBanc is Staten Island kid. Um, yeah, like, and the key for me is Dubnik. I mean, just to have a, just to have a goalie who can make routine saves, which is something that Marty Jones, American goaltender Marty Jones, really struggled with. Um, Marty Jones is Canadian. <laughs> he's Canadian. <laughs> no, he's not. He's Canadian. Um, who's the American? Maybe Jimmy Howard is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Who the hell knows? I don't know. I, I always thought he was American. I don't know why. Um, it's Don't worry. I only have a hockey podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, um, San Jose Sharks. All right. We can end it at that because that's embarrassing. Um, the LA Kings. Okay. Remember what I said about the drop-off from the Avalanche and the Knights? <laughs> We're having like a, a drop-off from the Kings and the Ducks here. I think we can kind of group them together 
Those windows. SoCal, SoCal Hockey All-Stars? Yeah, Southern California Hockey. I'm sorry, Matt Thomas. Um, hey, get your jokes in on these guys now, because after watching the World Juniors, there's reinforcements coming. Oh, Turcotte, yeah. The cavalry is on the way. Yeah. That Hunter being... Kaliev, Jamie oh, Drysdale, so they're all coming. They're so, so good. So good. Um... They are not here this season. Um, there is really little. We'll start with the Kings. There is really little to be all that excited about. Um, no bubble for them, for either team. Um, I don't know how you feel about this. Drew Doughty has seven years left at $11 million per on his contract. Um, only 31. I thought he was older. Only 31. Um, well, apparently, apparently he's mad because everybody's saying that he's not the defenseman that he used to be. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what is he mad about? He's not. Uh, he's he's still. I would take him over a lot of guys, but he's not who he was. He's he's not. It is what it is. Um, they've Kopitar. It's it's the same guys. I mean, it's Kopitar. It's Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter, Dowdy. Um. And then there's just a lot of guys that, you know, I don't know how you feel about Olimata. Uh, I mean, Alex Iofalo is fine. Adrian Kempe is, like, fine. Andres Athanasiu, you know, nothing screams off. I'm not saying saying, uh, Rob Blake is a bad GM yet. He hasn't been able to wear the hat for this long. But some of these guys that he signed were definitely just like slapping. It's like slapping the tape over like a leaking tub. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that meme, the the the, the electrical <laughs> tape or the duct tape over it. I yeah, like like I like Gabe Velarde a lot. I think he's going to be a big part of this team sure. at the end of the future. But at a certain point, you got to get rid of some of these older guys so the young dudes can play. You know what I mean? Like if they want to play Alex Turcotte this year. They got to make a roster spot for him, and I don't know if it's just they didn't think he was going to look as good as he did in the World Juniors, or if they just feel like it's better for him to just wait a year to develop. But some of these, some of these questions, or some of these, some of these moves, I'm really questioning. Um, this back end is real, real thin. It's like Dowdy and Mata are going to be your top pair, and yeah. then. I couldn't even tell you where anything about Curtis McDermott. Otherwise, other than he spells his name really weird, uh, it, it, Sean Walker. I, I'm just not sure who any of these dudes are. I'll be honest. I'm glad. With you. I'm glad you <laughs> said that because I was like, "Who the hell is Sean Walker?" I was like, I, "Why?" And maybe it's just the West Coast thing. You know, I don't watch a lot of Kings. We, we're East Coast guys, you know. But I've never heard of Sean Walker. Or Michael Anderson or Curtis McDermott or any of these guys. I know Martin Furk on the forward group because he has a really good shot. I mean, yeah. are you are you excited say, about Martin Furk? I mean, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I just this is another year where I think LA is going to be stockpiling a good draft pick. Hopefully, um, you know, I think out of the two teams between. LA and Anaheim. I assume I my money's on LA to finish. I think LA and 
Detroit are sort of in like an arms race to finish towards the bottom of the league and get the first overall pick. I still think that with Anaheim's decor, it's going to get them a little bit better. I'm going to put a little bit in like air quotes over LA just because I think Cam Fowler, you know, Josh Manson's underrated, Jacob Larson, Kevin Shanker, I think, and John Gibson. I think they just, again, this is like one of those things where it's like, I think, LA gets 20 points and Anaheim gets 21. I'm just I'm splitting hairs here, but I just to me that's just how it falls out. They're going to be bad. I mean, let's just it it really doesn't matter how many points they end up with either one. They're firmly going to be either second worst and worst whichever way you decide. So, why don't we jump into the Anaheim Ducks and we'll wrap this puppy up. So, um they stunk last year they they were quite bad um the big question for them is their captain lifelong duck ryan Getzlaff, is in the final year of his deal a lot of questions on what they're going to do with him whether they trade him whether they you know i doubt they'll re-up him for any type of substantial money um they brought back ryan miller who is the nhl's vince carter um (laughs) Listen, Ryan Miller has made a very nice life for himself. I'm going to look it up now. His career earnings are estimated career earnings sixty one million. Played till he's and married to a supermodel. Yeah, and I mean he's not exactly a looker, so good for him. Um, they brought in Kevin Shattenkirk, and I'm not really I'm sure she married on personality. But yeah, well, he, I'm sure he's a great guy. Um, they brought in Kevin Shattenkirk, and I'm not really sure why. Um. This team, they signed Derek Grant to a three-year deal. I mean, does anything excite you about this team besides, like, John Gibson? Uh, I, I would say Sam Steele, Matt Jones, and Troy Terry are probably about the only exciting things about this team. You're such I mean, an like optimist. They have, it's, they have it's, solid but I, I really like these young guys to go in with the other young guys that are going to help them. I don't think it's going to be long for this team, but for the next two years, two-ish years, they're going to need to go through a really tough rebuild. Um, whether Dallas Eakins is that coach going forward, I think Dallas Eakins is a guy who got a really raw deal when he was the coach in Edmonton. I agree. Um, you know, They said he's done wonders with their development team down there in the AHL, so I think maybe this is an opportunity for him to show that he's good enough to be an everyday NHL coach. So, so yes and no to answer your question. I do like some of these young players and some of the opportunities, but in terms of this year, I think it's just going to wash. I think they're looking at this as just they're going to try and give all these young guys an opportunity to thrive and develop. Yeah, I mean, they have some pieces I like. I mean, I like Ricard Raquel a lot. Uh, Sonny Milano is a Long Island kid, so I have to like him by proxy. Um, Cam Fowler, of course. Josh Manson. I just, I don't understand why you signed Kevin Shattenkirk for three years and why he would go there to rebuild. I mean, unless he's already like bought a place in Seattle and he knows he's going to get claimed by them. Who knows? Um, I might just spend just the best two on the table. That I mean, too. He'll probably get to play there a lot. That too. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's probably going to be on the top pairing with Cam Fowler, no? Or maybe Hampus uh, home. I don't know. I would bet four or five. He'll be on the, he'll be the number four, or the number five defenseman. 
Okay. I mean, he had a really nice season with Tampa Bay, naturally, because everybody has a nice season with Tampa Bay. Um, and, of course, he's the guy they picked. Great season for no money. Yeah. He's the guy they chose to not pay. So isn't that nice? Um, okay. So that about wraps up our season preview. Hockey starts in two days. Not like a day and a quarter. Um, I know my team doesn't play till Thursday, but I will be, I will be focused. I will be watching on Wednesday night. Nick, any last words before I go through the housekeeping and I turn on the Nick game? Nope. Just uh, follow us along. I'll be tweeting a ton, especially opening night, from the top pair account. If you want my amazing, amazing insight. Yeah, you've been slacking. Uh, it's, it's really just been me on the top pair account. That's, that's good for <laughs> nobody. Um, but seriously, just follow us along. Engage with us, guys. We love that. Um, leave us a rating on the podcast. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Um, there's nothing that I can do about the sound of my voice, so unfortunately you're all just stuck with it that way. But we're here for you guys, and finally the season is here. We've been waiting for what feels like years, but – there is nobody more excited than me that hockey is back. Nick, you sound fine, especially with the microphone. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear anything like that. Um, so yeah, you can find the podcast at Top Hair underscore Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Eric Weinstein Two C's Two N's. Nick, I should have had you say your Twitter and Instagram, but go ahead. All right, you can follow me on my personal account at maxwell one or on my Instagram at Nick J Maxwell. Very nice. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. You can find the podcast on the A1 Sports Network homepage. That is a1sportsnetwork.com. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at A1 Sports Network. And remember, as I'm looking at the banner right now nobody and damn it i mean nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills i'm eric he's nick we're your top pair go bills